go. And welcome to episode 450 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... The dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities, some considered to be unnatural. <laughs> like your breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always loved that line from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. It's just it's just the way he pronounces unnatural. I don't know. It's like the way yeah. he pronounces it. It's like, I'm like, that is fascinating. I've never heard it done that way. If you look at Star Wars, like, pa- pa- he had some good ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but so did Vader. I mean, Vader had some, Vader had some good lines. Like, he was like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of Star Wars sometimes. Not as corny, but yeah. perfectly timed. Yeah. Like, when he gives the hand and he is all too easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's badass right there. That is. That's one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, apology <laughs> accepted. As they're dragging the dead body of Admiral Nita out of the, uh, the room. Yeah. Sister is always one of my favorite lines, too. Yeah. Sister. And he just had a lot of good ones. Like, when he spoke, you just listened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he didn't, like, he didn't have, like, a shit ton of lines in Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like he had, like, a slew of lines. I mean, he was part of it, but not as much as Tom, Luke, and Leia. You know what I mean? Anyway, you're a rebel and a traitor. Take her away. You know, one of my favorites. <laughs> right. like, I mean, and the, the best part about that line is like David Prowse, the way he's acting. And he, yeah. you know, I mean, he points to the taker and it's like, oh, that's so badass. I think the one that's a, it's a rare, it's a rare combination of two different actors giving you a, a fantastic performance. Because, I mean, with James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader, it's like, Wow, that's that's amazing. You know, right, what a right. choice. But David Prowse in the suit does an amazing job oh, like yeah. of, of creating like the, the 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 image of Vader. You know, it's right. not just the suit. Like I mean, don't worry, the suit and the mask work, but it's like the way he handles himself as he's walking, and you know, the way he he looks, and and th- th- there's there's a the, the mannerisms of Vader that David Prowse creates help create an image of a character that you're just like, he's a badass. Still one of my favorite uh, scenes ever in any one of the movies was in um, uh, fucking, uh, what was it, uh, Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And it was better than the Luke scene. I mean, the Luke Skywalker scene was pretty badass in in Mando. Yeah. But to see Vader just taking on humans. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's the only time you ever really see Vader truly unleashed in the movies. Right. I mean, you always knew that it was there. Right. And like, especially and he going had back, a, he had a rep, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, he had this reputation, and like, you kind of saw this, the fight with Obi Wan. You're like, eh, that, that was, uh, that was just meh. And I mean, and you know, with Luke and both fights, he's holding back. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and then you get to like the the prequels, and you see what Anakin can do, and you're just like, fuck. Like, I get he's in like a mechanical suit, but I mean, this dude could kick ass, and you finally kind of see it in in Rogue One, where he, you know, he's finally gets to unleash and be Vader, and you're just like, oh, that's the guy. I, I, I yeah, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. It's a bet. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rogue One's a great movie. <clears throat> yeah, but. Uh, but that is enhanced by that scene. That scene is just—I don't know. I I could just watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's standing in that hangar at the uh, the Avon fought or the, uh, the 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 ship dropped out of. He's just standing there, lightsaber ablaze, cloak billowing behind him with some stormtroopers, and you're just like, that's like fucking right out of a comic book. <laughs> and, you know uh, I mean that's straight out of a fucking comic <laughs> I always love Vader I don't know just one of those characters you love to hate you know what and I mean I should, right and I should preface that this is the first time you see him doing that in live action because in Star Wars Rebels you, you get yeah, yeah. See, you, season 2 like the season two finale is just like Vader going full bore. Yeah. You know, and that's like, but this was the first, Rogue One was the first live action look. And I, that's what you loved. Yeah. I mean, pulling out the tricks and. Yeah. The Jedi way. And I was like, yeah. I almost, I almost passed out when I first saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you. I mean, I can remember. I mean, it just, it was so much more. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that Luke Skywalker scene was fucking badass. It was. And I loved how he had the the dark cape on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He wasn't fucking around. You know? He's like, I'm not going to wear the powder blue cape today. I'm wearing the fucking black. I mean, business. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Well, I mean, I, I like it. Like the thing, I think the thing I like is it's only five years after Jedi, right? And he's and he's still rocking like the black outfit. Hell yeah! You know he didn't he didn't like because you know what they they could have had him just show up in like regular Jedi robes, and that would have really thrown you for a loop. Like who the fuck is this? But like the black flowing cape, the hood up. I mean everything. Like I was like okay that because that's like. My favorite Luke Skywalker look is the the black look, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that outfit. I like the 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 like when he shows up at Jabba's palace with the hood up and everything. I'm like, ooh, that's so fucking sinister, you know. Yeah, I, everything that, about that, that look, like I mean, I get why like in the the this you know he shows up in like the traditional Jedi garb. I get that later on, but I always like the 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 black. The black Luke Skywalker look. So did I. I mean, I love that look. 
but it just wasn't not wasn't um i just i i agree i, I like that look too yeah and i can't think of another look that i that really like spoke to me i mean definitely not the dagobah outfit god i hated that toy but um it's just shit brown i just uh, <clears throat> but um i dug it because like it looked functional like i thought like for what luke was at the time like, I mean, that's a functional get up i get that i i think my, my i mean my all-time favorite skywalker look is the award ceremony look with that badass fucking jacket like my dad had on yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. i mean he he was he was rocking a look for the uh, the uh the medal ceremony yeah yeah i mean han showed up as han but like luke was like oh okay yeah you're no longer a farm boy now you're you're the rebellion they never made a leia figure or a luke figure of that i don't think they made figures of this of the award ceremony what they were wearing i, I think later on they did but like well the, the, not in the original right, not the, in the, the first three movies no, no, the the original Kenner toys that you and I played with never had that. No. Yeah, yeah. The, and later on, they did very, you know, those variations. I think there's even like a, you know, he even has the metal around his neck and everything, and so there's, there's like a version of Han with the the metal around his neck, so you can like recreate the whole ah. scene. Yeah, yeah. Chewie fucking getting ripped off. <laughs> I like how they played that fandom though. I did. Yeah. I like how he got Leia's medal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that specifically went to him. I, I thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Out of these yeah. new movies, when he handed him. <clears throat> but man, when he fa- when Chewie found out when she died, oh my God. Yeah. That yeah. was like, that was heart-wrenching. Seriously. I was like... <clears throat> Anytime you saw emotion from that goddamn Wookiee, <laughs> you yeah. fucking cried when Han yeah. died. Oh, yeah. Right? And then when Leia died, it was just like, oh, my God. Somebody help this guy. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? He needs therapy. Where's Moss? <laughs> <laughs> So, so how how are you doing? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, doing my thing here. <laughs> well, it hasn't been long since we saw each other because you know we we've done the funeral. Our grandmother yeah, died. Yeah. Yeah, our grandma died. Well, yeah. My grandmother, your aunt, but. Yeah, but I I still. For all intents and purposes, grandma. Yeah. Grandma, yeah. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. Only time in our lives that we were both early. Yeah. Because it was at ten o'clock. We like I showed up at twenty to ten, and you showed up at quarter to quarter to ten. I'm like, yeah. What the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Right. We were there. Yeah. It was nuts. It was good seeing family, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
and um, the chicken afterward was very tasty. That it was. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah, I hate red sauce. Yeah. But the chicken, the breading was really good. Yeah. Rigatoni was just okay. I'm I'm, I'm not complaining. I mean, because yeah. I mean, apparently like that, that restaurant donated to all that to us. Yeah, rigatoni is rigatoni, but that yeah. chicken was on point. Yeah. I would have eaten that without the sauce on it. Yeah. I think it was good. Yeah, if that could have been put on a sandwich with like like bacon yeah. and cheese, that oh. would have been delicious. Oh man. What a nice brioche bun. Mmm. Good shit, right? It's a gob of ghoul right there, my friend. Maybe even put some bacon on that fucker. That's what I'm saying. Like some bacon. Like like I would have done it up like if you want like if you want to do it traditional, like what a tr- like I would have done what what Eden Park used to call a, a chicken bacon deluxe. Mm-hmm. And it it was like like fr- like uh a chicken breast breaded and deep fried mm-hmm. with lettuce and tomato and then American cheese and bacon. Mm. Now I'm ditching that lettuce and tomato, but still like a sandwich like that, like that, that chicken would have been perfect for that. Yeah. I'm some good chicken. Yeah. I was worried that the root beer thing would be too much, but I don't think it was. Did it make sense to you? I understood it, yeah. Okay. I think yeah, the, it made, the, it made sense the OGs understood. Yeah. Because that's, that's what we did. I wasn't trying to take it over or anything. It was my yeah. girl's idea. Do you know what I mean? I think people were tickled by it. Like, yeah. Because once it was, like, it was like, well, that's what they did when, you know, it's been like it was a Saturday at Grandma's because it was discussed like during the eulogy. Right. That she would, that, you know, Grandma Pap would watch us on the weekends. And, uh, right. But they probably didn't have, I mean, I'm sure they had a clue, but it was different for us. And that's what I was trying to get across because yeah. we were the ones that were there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was our cousin time yeah. on Saturday nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't want to like ruin anything, but at the same point, I wanted to get the point across, you know, to the OGs. Yeah. But I included the other cousins too, because they would always go up there and they'd be like, especially the girls, and because it was a girl's idea to begin with. And, uh, you know, grandma would always go, go get a root beer, you know? <laughs> she always yeah. had fucking bark root beer. And so, uh, but I thought it was important. I know it seemed pet, not petty, but. But I thought yeah. it was important to me. It's the only thing I can come up with that was. Yeah. I don't know. No, it made sense to me. Like I was. Nothing needed to be said for us. I mean, I, yeah. I know it wasn't the eulogy and everything, but like, God, how many years did we go up there? Yeah. You know what no, I mean? You're right. You're right. No parents. No. Yeah. It was just us. And you pounding waffles in the morning. Oh. Oh, my God. Remember, we used to have waffle races. Yeah. (laughs) That fucking waffle maker was working overtime. Bass waffles were fucking amazing. They were. Oh. Didn't Graham heat up the syrup on the stove? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you get it, you get it in like the little, like the little restaurant thing. Like they had like one of those like restaurant like pourers for certain. Yeah. So it should yeah. like heat it up, should heat it up on the stove, put it in the the yeah. thing, and you had you had like the little, you had to pull back the lid to pour it and everything, and then the lid snapped shut on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, jeez! Those weekends must have cost a fortune. <laughs> I know. I mean, honestly, especially when we were all there. Because yeah. when it first started, we were all up there. Yeah. All well, five of us to start, six later. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, like. They would feed us dinner. Like we would go up there for dinner. Like my 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 parents were dropping us off at like four in the afternoon to get rid of us for like the fucking night so they could go do God well, knows what. You know? Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, they had to feed us dinner. And it was always like it wasn't like like shit. Like they weren't like like. I mean, occasionally like, you'd be like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go to Long John Silver's for dinner. Which I mean, uh-huh. even back then, I'm sure like cost a fucking fortune for six fucking grandkids. You know. <laughs> and then, you know, or I mean, it would be like Graham would like make like a ham dinner or something. I mean, it, it wasn't like we were getting like roast beef. Yeah, roast beef ham dinner. Beer. It wasn't like we were getting garbage. Like it was like. The whole, big, the yeah, big load. deal. Yeah. And then, Damn. like, breakfast the next morning was, like, something out of fucking Potter. <laughs> it was. It was. There were so many fucking waffles. It was always like, waffles. Yeah, well, well, well no. They, 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 waffles. They, they would do pancakes a lot. It was either waffles yeah, or pancakes. Mostly, again. mostly waffles, yeah. but you get the pancakes quite a bit. You know, but it was like, I mean, they must have gone through like, I don't know how many dozen of eggs and like, they'd be like bacon or sausage. Like, you know, that was like like two or three pounds of that shit on the fucking griddle. Plus, you know, you know, I guess like 10 pounds of fucking waffle mix. I mean, like, it was like ridiculous, you know? And of course, like, you it's know, like a fucking church wow. camp up there. What's that? It's like just, a fucking church camp up there. Yeah, I'm just fucking plowing through it. Like, you know, no wonder I'm a fat ass. Like, I'm, I'm at that time, I'm like, you know, just plowing through it. Like, halfway through church, I'm dropping a deuce. Yeah, right. That's where, we, that's where we developed our eating disorders. Yeah. Fucking waffles. Yeah. I know, I'm in. I, I'd either be dropping a deuce or farting in church. Then we get in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, like, I can only imagine, like, what the, like, the, you know, the weekend cost for, like, taking care of us was. Because, I mean, it had to have been fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know. I can just remember sitting in Sunday school, like, like, so fucking full. And I was like, yeah, I ate, like, I ate, like, King David today. Yeah. All, there, all like, religious and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Kane's trying to teach us a, a parable. And meanwhile, I'm just sitting there patting my belly like I'm Glutting. some fucking Canaanite, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know. We feasted like kings. Yeah. Best breakfast all week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Good times. Indeed. The only time I hated up there, the only time I hated it up there was that fucking rat tooth con. Oh. I, oh. No. <laughs> that was brutal. And we, I mean, even as young kids, we had long hair. Yeah, I mean, you had bowl cuts. Yeah. It's so like, I, I, I mean, I was already developing my mullet at an early age. Right. You know, and Graham was just, like, brutal with it. Like, you know, uh-huh. when are you going to get this haircut, Shawnee? I'm like, it looks good coming out the back of my helmet, Graham. <laughs> you know. Got to get the rat's nest out. Yeah. There's no rat's nest. Yeah. <laughs> You're ripping my hair out. It's this comb you've had since 1952. I still have scars on my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That comb, it's still up there. I'm going to go get that fucker. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm going to burn it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Things aren't going anywhere. Oh. You can douse that thing and get in jet fuel. It's not melting. No, no. I'm going to throw it in the fucking mon where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's set it on fire and throw it in the mon. No, but, uh, yeah, that's that was the worst part. Fucking, them fucking, uh, those... <laughs> Combing your hair before church was like, <laughs> that was a fucking ordeal. I'll never, I mean, I was, I'm like, I was traumatized by that. I used to hate that. I used to sit in the room and I'd be like, oh, it's coming. Yeah, I fucking, knew it was coming. Just, my number's up. I'm next. I know that fucking comb's coming at me. And I look at you coming out of the bathroom like, oh, no. He got it. You know what's a complete. It's almost like you lined up for a whooping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know the you know the complete opposite of that was though. Huh. Nanny drying your hair. I don't remember that. Oh, she would. You you come out of, like the bathroom. I don't remember that for some reason. You don't. <laughs> I don't know why. No. She like she would have like I don't I don't know if it was like her towels or if they were but it would be like the softest towel. And she would just like gently like dry my hair. Like it would take like a half hour, but she would just work my head, and it felt so fucking good. Yeah. My help, my hair would be like silky. <laughs> you know, it would be like a ma- like I'd wake up in the morning and have like a little extra bounce to it. I have a little extra feather going. You know, my my Getty Lee mullet would be rocking. I'd be like, oh. Nanny, you have magic hands. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah, no. Nah. All I remember is giving us giving Derek the Dutch oven under the blankets. Oh, oh. That poor kid. We tortured that kid. We did. But uh, I feel bad for him now because he's such a good guy. Yeah. I, um, I repent. He's a good guy. I repent what I've done to him, but at the same time, you know. Yeah, we fucked 
for them. It's, but it's I mean, amazing like, you deserve. God, I can remember when we were all up there in the early days. Graham, Graham would fucking pull out the sleeper sofa. Yeah. And half of us would pile on there, and we—I don't know where the hell we'd slept. I think it's some. You know, coming to think about it, you know, thinking back on it, right? So the girls—they slept on the later on. They slept on the sofa bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we always went to sleep. You and I in Pap and Graham's room. Remember? I think at some point we were sleeping on the floor. I know, I but we were always we yeah. went to Graham and Pat's room a lot in that yeah, big ass I mean, bed. Yeah, well, I mean, what they would now do is they would sleep. They was well, I mean, they would we 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 would wake up in a different room. I don't remember Pat, that. Yeah, like I don't know, like but like the thing I remember, always remember is um, have you ever sent us to bed like fucking nine o'clock? Oh, that was the worst. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm old enough to watch I'm old enough to watch Saturday Night Live, you know. <laughs> They're like, no, you're not. You're yeah. going to bed at nine. You're going to bed before Love Boat. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I want to watch Love Boat, man. Yeah. <laughs> not landing and shit. Yeah. I David oh, Bowie Saturday Night Live this week. I need to watch. No, you don't. <laughs> I remember when I was, oh, I was, uh, when I got put in jail for the popcorn incident. Oh. <laughs> it still kills me. Oh, I have never been so pissed at you in all of my life. Like, I was, like, disgusted with you. <laughs> And for those of you who've never heard this story, I don't know why I did that. I have no idea. We used to, you know, we we get a bowl of popcorn. Oh, that's the big wait. Before that, we had dinner, and yeah. then every single night they made popcorn, and yeah. she melted butter on the stove, put on the popcorn. Yeah, every those, night those they like, had popcorn. It was like a full stick of butter. Yeah. Fucking was popcorn unreal. was swimming. Like so organic. <laughs> Gigantic metal bowl. Yeah. Like, I can't even just, like, like an industrial sized metal bowl. And, uh, (laughs) we're sitting there, we're eating popcorn, and me and Ian, we're sharing this fucking bowl. (laughs) And it was never a problem before, at least to the best of my knowledge. (laughs) And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching, we're watching, I think it was fucking Airwolf or something. And How old? Trump, were you? Oh, I mean, this had to have been like I had to have been like ten, maybe eleven. Yeah. And you know, I'm watching <laughs> TV and I hear, <laughs> and I look over at you, and you're fucking spitting like the the halls of the like <laughs> the popcorn back into the bowl. And I think I literally said, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) He didn't say the F word. There's no way he said the F word. No way. 
Because I think at first they were going to kick my ass for dropping the F-bomb until they found out. I'm like, like, what? And I'm like, you know, he's spitting back into the bowl. And they were disgusted by it. I think they smacked you in the head. (laughs) It was at that point four, we got separate bowls. I'm like, I ain't sharing a bowl with this motherfucker. No, I got the separate bowl. Everybody else had the big bowl, and I. Yeah, yeah, you. I was the fucking slogan. I was with the fucking dunce cap, and I got the fucking. And I was like, "Come on, man, you gotta give me more than that." I, I mean, I didn't get as much popcorn as y'all did. I got the fucking mini bowl. I was like, "Here you go, fucker." Yeah. Fucking sit in the corner. Here's your water. Here's about fifteen popcorn pieces. Yeah. Yeah. You only got leftover butter. Yeah, and you can have some Mrs. Dash on that shit. You're not getting the real shit. <laughs> I was in popcorn jail for like three years. You were? Well earned. Uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Did you eat a piece? No. Like at that, because like, at least I don't think so. Cause Somebody I, ate a piece. Because <laughs> I mean... <laughs> when I when I heard what the fuck was going on, I look over and you were like, in, like, like you were like leaning into the bowl. And you were like, <laughs> like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I don't know. Something was off. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, these were good times. But the the real key to all of this is. And we've said, I think, I'm, I'm sure we said this before on this show, but that is the genesis of this podcast. That that is, I don't know where seeds were laid, but like. In the popcorn us, bowl. In the popcorn bowl, yeah. No, at, at our grandparents' house, when we would like record like goofy skits and stuff on the boom box. Right. Like that was the genesis of of this show. Yeah, my Emerson boombox, remember? Yeah. I had an Emerson boombox. The cheapest fucking boombox you can buy. And it was tiny. And then we had the one Pap had as well with the microphone yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You can record spirits with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it started. Yeah, that's where it's like we would do like goofy skits and we'd do like Indiana Jones stuff and like I old Star Wars. Yeah, we'd do old Star, like we'd make up our own Star Wars skits and all this goofy yeah. shit that we would do. And that was the, the, you know, the, 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 the genesis of, of this, this podcast. So that's kind of a cool thing. God, I wish. I wonder if she has those tapes up there. I doubt it. I doubt it. Too. We had a good time up there. Indeed. So, so to me, okay, to me, the funeral was very early. Like we we're supposed to be there at ten. I normally don't roll out of bed until like ten, ten thirty. So right. I had to get up at like eight o'clock. That was brutal for me. So when I, when I get home, I sit in my recliner in the living room and I'm dozing yeah. off. 
And Nancy's like, why don't you just go upstairs and take a nap? Just take a, take, take a nap for like an hour or so. You'll be fine. I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. You know? So I make my way up, up here to my bedroom. Lay down. Not off. When I wake up, it's like pitch fucking black. Ooh, and like, yeah. like, well, like, it was like 4.30 like when I laid down. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? What, what, what time is it? How long have I been sleeping? What's going on? Like, I'm like in complete like disarray. It was only six. Oh, okay. The guy's only slept for like an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, but like my boss, like it was because it was like pitch black. Like, I'm starting to think like, is it like, like, is it like two in the morning? Have I like fucked myself over? What is going? Like, it was like this whole. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. I do this whole like ten life. minutes of like me trying to like pull my senses together to figure out what the fuck is going on. You know. Yeah. Ugh. I was like, oh, it's only six. I better get up. It's fucking dark out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let me turn on a light. <laughs> I got some beans sleeping on my legs. I can't move my feet. Nice. She sleep with you now. Yeah. It's a fucking disaster. <laughs> Really? When did she well, start doing that? Not too long ago, like within the past like three weeks, it's kind of started. But the problem is, like, like I, I I'm I'm a restless sleeper. Like I I have to I toss and turn. Mm. And with Dritz, like before he was blind and I was and we were living at the apartment, like he would like to lay on me. But when I moved, he was smart enough to just fucking move. Like, he's like, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you settle, and I'll find my way back in. You know? Yeah. And, like, when he, after he went blind, after we moved, like, he would just sleep in my head. Like, because he, he knew, yeah. like, that's the one fucking place in this entire bed he can't fuck with me. You know? So he would yeah. sleep by my head. She's down by my fucking feet. And, like, when I move, she doesn't. <laughs> she's like fuck you I'm comfortable you know and usually she's like draped herself on my feet or she's laying on a leg or I'm trying to move and like you know she's just like I don't think so son <clears throat> you know put that hoof somewhere else yeah yeah you you better <laughs> just get find a way to get yourself comfortable without moving these legs you know <laughs> And that fucking ain't happening. You know, like, what the fuck? So, yeah, it's a fucking disaster. I'm trying to sleep with Sabine. Maybe you should put a little, like, <clears throat> get one of those little mini beds. Yeah, you know, cat beds. Put it at the yeah. end of your bed. Maybe she'll lay in there instead of, like, fucking with you. Because your bed's up yeah. against the wall, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know why we're like that, but my bed always had to be up against the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah, my whole life. And and if like you a lot square of... room, my bed will never be in the center. It'll be up against a wall. Yeah, me too. And yeah. like I have to like I sleep like if I'm if I'm sleeping on like my, my my left side, my body is up against that wall. Right. And if I'm sleeping on my right side, my back is up against that wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like there's no. 
like I know, sleep really. away from the wall. Like it's yeah. I'm up against that bitch. Yeah, it's weird. I don't yeah. know what got us into that mode. I don't, I don't know, know if it was either. the bunk bed thing. I don't know, but my, I got to be near the wall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Fucks me up if I'm not against the wall. I don't yeah. sleep right. No, yeah. me, me too. Like, and that's like, like you go to like a hotel. Like, I, I can't imagine this is going to be like just hell for you because like, you know, you go to a yeah. hotel, like there, there's, you know, that's middle of the room shit. And yeah, no. like anytime I've had to sleep in a hotel, it's the most miserable night's sleep I ever fucking have. Yeah, because I, I, I need a wall. Yeah, I know. you know. I know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. That's why I love like sleep on a couch. You know, you sleep on a couch, man. You're like right up against that shit. You have a wall. Yeah. It's like perfect. I know. I know it is. It is perfect. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so like right now, right now she's laying on my bed, laying on like my blanket, like you know, all, all comfy, cozy. Like, yeah, I'm just getting this ready for later. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> it's better than that cat that fucking uh, Cosmo. Holy shit! Oh, oh. I I come over to your house because to people out there that don't know, I used to sleep over what. Five days a week? Yeah. Like Monday through Friday. Yeah. And uh, I come over and uh, fucking crawl in my bunk. Be fucking wet spots all over my fucking bunk. On my fucking blanket. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck's going on here? He was, he was tootying. Yeah. Being a baby. Yeah, like it like she does it too though. Like where she'll yeah. like need, not as bad as Cosmo. Cosmo is the worst I've now, ever seen. A lot of cats like, need yeah. there's another thing to like actually fucking suck or chew on the blanket. And I'd she crawl on that bottom bunk and I'd be like full, full of wet spots. I was like, what kind of fucking hell is this? I'm listening to this and Phil Collins. I don't know what's worse. But anyway. <laughs> but like <laughs> No, like what she'll do is like she she has like a blanket. There's a purple blanket on the couch downstairs, and she will need that that blanket, like that specific blanket. She'll she'll need on, and then she'll like grab it with her mouth and like pull on it and like try to like build like a nest. Really? Yeah. Cosmo's was, the worst. Yeah, well, Cosmo was the worst. I mean, because he would suck on blankets. He would suck on his own fucking tail. He had like that, that nasty ass like. His tail always looked like the end of his tail always looked goofy because it sucked on it. Yeah, he was a like, huge you know, cat too. He was. He was a monster of a cat. Main. He was part Maine Coon. Yeah. Gigantic cat. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he 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 was the worst at that shit. Buster <laughs> was Buster was the worst to sleep with though. Like that motherfucker. Like, if you moved, he would claw at my balls. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, because <laughs> that's fucking crazy. He liked to sleep between my. <laughs> I like, fucking threw the cat across the room. Oh, there were a few times where he came close. Like, but like I would sleep, like I I would sleep in this odd position of, like, my torso I would be on my side, but my legs were still straight. 
and he would sleep between my legs. And like there were a couple of nights where like I tried to fucking move, and the next thing I know, man, I'm getting a paw right in this fucking dick. I'm like <laughs> waking up like, like what the fuck? What's fucking wrong with you? There's fucking Buster. Jesus. Just glaring at me in like the 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 moonlight, like you know, don't fucking move. I I kill shit outside. <laughs> you know? Okay, buddy. Anyway. All right. So I I would imagine you you watched. Ben's final game at Heinz Field last week. I did. Did you roll a tear? No. I did. I'll admit it. Did you? I did, yeah. It's one of those situations that you don't get very often, particularly in football. And that's where you know this is the last time. Right. Like, even if the Steelers beat the Ravens tomorrow, I don't think they're getting in the playoffs. It, it, the the possibility of, of Jacksonville beating Indianapolis is so fucking slim. I just don't see it happening. So, you know, this game against Baltimore is his last game. You know, his last his last game at Heinz Field was last week. It's it's something you don't get in sports, particularly football, very often, is that moment to appreciate what you've had. Right, right. And that's what you got to do. You got to appreciate what you've had. For 18 years, we've had one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. You know, and, you know, before that, it was 20 years between great quarterbacks. (laughs) Right. It was. You know, I mean. You, there are people like, oh, well, great quarterbacks are, you know, you can you can get them. I mean, look at, you know, I mean, the, New England's getting lucky. They've got Mac Jones, you know. Um, Green Bay went from Favre to Aaron Rodgers. You know, but that transition doesn't happen every day. Right. They're, they're few and far between. Right. You know, and I mean – in all honesty, the Cowboys have spent 20 years trying to replace Troy Aikman. You know, yeah. is Dak Prescott the guy to replace Troy Aikman? I don't know. You know, right. they're still trying to fucking play, replace Marino down in Miami. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jacksonville's another one. Like, Jacksonville had a great quarterback in Mark Brunel for a number of years. They're still trying to replace Mark fucking Brunel. You know, I mean, there's... El, yeah. Elway. Well, I mean, they had a part-time replacement in Peyton Manning, but you know, I, my, my, but my point is like, you know, it's just you don't get that 
very often, if ever. You know, so I think it was just a moment. You know, it, it reminded me of like when you knew it, it was Lemieux's last run. Yeah. You know, like he's a he's gonna be <laughs> done. You know, he's he's too old. He's too tired. He's he's gotta he's gotta step away from the game, and you 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 knew it was gonna happen. Um, you know, stuff like that, like. You know, sometimes an NBA player will they'll announce it's their last ride. Like, I mean, Kobe, and like I was just hoping for that moment, like Kobe dropping like sixty in his final game. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, I was hoping like Ben could find that old black magic one more time. You know, but you still got the win. You still got the appreciation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, <clears throat> I get that too. I mean, like. It's monumental in a, in a certain aspect. I mean, like, <clears throat> like Jordan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jordan went out on top, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? But well, and then he came back with well, the Washington sort of. Wizards. Yeah. 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 I, but I mean, like Jordan's last run with the Bulls, the last dance. I mean, that that was. You wish that was the final moment. They wish that was the last time you saw him on the court. <laughs> you know, after watching the last dance, like. Not to change subject on Ben, but just real quick, mm. you know, <clears throat> watching that um, series, mm-hmm. why the fuck would you break that team up? <laughs> you could have went. They probably could have had another three. Oh yeah, I'm, four. I mean, I mean easily. I don't know about four. But maybe three. I mean, come on. It's ego. I. I mean it, that. <clears throat> not that it's not considered one of the best dynasties of all time. Right. Those Chicago teams. Yeah. But it was solidified in any sport. You know what I mean? The best right. dynasty of all. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, six, six titles in eight years. Yeah. You know. Jordan Pippen. I mean, yeah. like. I mean, there were other players. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Right. You know, say that there weren't other players, but it was Jordan Pippen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. It's like Batman and Robin, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the best. It, it could have been like solidified as the best dynasty of all time. Yeah. I don't know. I guess money talks, right? It does, yeah. And I mean, I mean, you know, that, that, that the old saying of you know, all good things must come to an end, you know. Uh, I think it applies then, like to that, that Bulls team. And I. It applies now to Ben. I mean, you know, Tom Brady's the aberration. You know, <laughs> yes. he, 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 he's the exception to the rule. Like, nobody beats Father Time. Right. Except for Tom Brady. Now, would you put Tom Brady as one of the best quarterbacks of all time? Yes. 
Okay. Just I was just want your opinion. That's like I, I mean I don't want. I mean it, it's hard to do because like you want to say like, and I'm sure like you know this will be like Thad's right in like well he was a cheating son of a bitch. Well like he never watched those tapes. You know I don't know how much Deflate Gate he was involved with or how much Deflate Gate help, helped him or hurt him. Right. You know right. you like maybe you like a softer ball because he gives you a better grip. Whatever, like that doesn't bother me. I don't think it gives you that big of a competitive edge. The 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 sideline filming, he never saw that. He never watched it. That was all coaches watching that to interpret what other coaches were using as signals. Right. You know, so like to me, like to have that standard of greatness. And to make, to take lesser players, like to take lesser players like he had the majority of his career yep. and, and win Super Bowls with like the likes of Wes Welker. Right. You know, who's a, who's a, a damn fine wide receiver. He's not a Hall of Famer. Right. In my book. But, you know, he's a damn fine wide receiver. But, I mean, you know, like he, he had – he had wide his his wide receiving core like during the first run his thir- that first three and four year run he had like nobody wide receiver and at the end in, in New England he had no no one at wide receiver the only time he failed as a quarterback in the middle was when he had like Randy Moss right like when he was lighting it up for like five thousand yards and. 45 touchdowns and shit like that. That's when he failed as a like, to win championships. When he had like great wide receivers. When he when it was like became like a team mentality. Like and that's I think is his. He's the greatest teammate of all time. He elevated yeah, the talent around him to his level. <clears throat> so, like, I mean, yeah, I think that's what defines a great quarterback. Is like. It doesn't matter who's there. You put the ball there, you catch it, you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, right. And, and like, the way the offensive scheme was, I mean, it depended on him getting the ball there and he got the ball there. You know right. what I mean? If it's dink and dunk all day long. But he it did. was about, but it was about execution. Right. Like, I've said this a lot, like when I watch football and I when I evaluate football, like you can have all the talent in the world, but if you can't execute, then you're probably going to fail. Right. You know, the team that executes their game plan better, the team that can execute like the little things, like footwork, like making that quick read, making, like, like, this is where the soft spot in the zone is. All that little shit that, like, goes into, like, making a game plan. If you can execute that to perfection, you're going to win. Yeah. No matter who you're playing. And New England never had the best talent, but they always executed. Yeah. To perfection. You know? That, and that's the key to like what t- made Tom Brady great. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, from a talent standpoint, Peyton Manning's Colts should have walked all over New England. 
every single yeah. fucking year. But Tom Brady's team executed their game plan better than the talent the Indianapolis Colts had. Right, right. You know. So, like, so like if I'm looking at Brady as an individual quarterback, it, it's tough because, I, you know, there's a part of me wants to say, like, again, it's the team. It was a team game with him when it was an individual right. game. But I still have to put him as, like, number one. And then, like, you know, fucking, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Now. So I just had it in my head. What Johnny United, Johnny United is two. Joe Montana is three. And then probably like a tie between Marino and Manning at four. Yeah. Manning was good. Yeah. But I mean, like, if you look at the top three guys, though, like what, what, what did they what do they all have in common? Well, they executed. You know, I mean, you could say, well, Joe Montana had, you know, Jerry Rice. Well, he didn't have him for his whole career. He won two Super Bowls without him. One of those was against Marino. Right. And, and Jerry Rice will also tell you the key to that offense was execution. Yeah. As talented as Jerry Rice was, he executed, like, he was like the first wide receiver I ever saw who knew how many steps, like he counted steps to get to a five yard slant. Yeah. He knew exactly like it's set. If I take seven steps, I should be at the fifth yard. And I make my cut. And he did it every time. Perfectly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was no rounding off. There was no short, like it was seven steps cut. I think Jerry Rice is one of the best receivers I ever played again. Oh, yeah. Just watching him work on the field was like, yeah. man. It's amazing. Because anyway, he, back to bed. Yeah. No, so, no, 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 no. well, no, like, I mean, like, but I mean, like, if you look at Rice's career, like, it was about, it wasn't about his talent level. It was about him executing and knowing exactly what he needed to do every single play. Right. You know, I mean, Ben. Ben was not that, <laughs> you know, for nah, the vast nah. majority of his career, Ben was a backyard quarterback. Yeah, he was, you know, Scrapper. It, yeah, it, it was, you know, take your three step drop and then start scrambling and find somebody open and make a play. And you're like, holy shit, I can't believe he did that. I agree, you know. So, but it was fucking exciting to watch him pass the award. Oh, yeah. It was exciting. I, I, I have never seen a I have never seen a wide out hit people like that guy. No. It was unbelievable. It was. He I he, think he loved it. He it's, took, a, it's almost like there was a linebacker inside of him. He he took pride in being a football player. Yeah. He wasn't a wide receiver. He was a football player. Yeah. That's the probably was going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't think he'll ever go into the Hall of Fame because, because as a wide receiver, he doesn't deserve it. Like, as, right. a, as a 
as a football player, he's one of the great, like to me, one of the greatest football players ever played. He's like well-rounded, but that's not taken into consideration for we're inducting you as being the a wide receiver. You one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Well, no, he's not. Right. No. I, you know what I mean? That guy had a heart, heart of a lion, brother. You know who else was tough as nails, though, even though he's batshit crazy? Hmm. AB. Yeah. I mean, I know nobody likes to talk about it, but I mean, you look back at when, like, before shit went off the rails with him, that connection he had with Ben, the way, like, that was fucking amazing to watch. Oh, for sure. Like, it baffles you how that team didn't go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I mean, when when you had Ben, Bell, and Brown, yeah, I mean, if that it's if the defense wasn't so bad. Yeah, I know. I mean, like their secondary was so fucking awful during those years. Yeah. I mean that the three Bs were like. I mean, you couldn't ask for any more more from an offense, and, and you could legitimately say. There was a five-year period where Antonio Brown was the best wide receiver in the entire NFL. And it was probably a three-year period where you could say um, Le'Veon Bell was the best running back in all of football. Yep. Agreed. Legitimate. And Bell had hands, too, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? That always impressed me about running backs that have good hands – like, really impresses me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, I don't know, it just does. I mean, like, the receiving yards is just amazes me from a running back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, well, I, mean, I think back to Roger Craig. Yeah, for He's sure. He's probably one of the first ones who, like, was dominant out of the backfield like that. And like yeah. the worst thing you could do was get him the ball out in the open because he'd drop, he'd like start pumping those knees and fucking just clocking people in their helmets and they tried to tackle him with those knees, those yeah. high knees he'd run right. with. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was brutal. He was on the catch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, he was oh, a yeah. good running back, but I mean, right. like on the catch, he was like. Whew. But like you had the, the, that good. that forty nine er team. I mean, you had. You had Roger Craig and Tom Rathman, guy of the backfield, at run at halfback and fullback. Both of those guys out of the backfield were killers. Yeah. Like that forty nine was good, dude. Like, and that that's the the beauty of like the of, of you know people are gonna like be like, well that's bullshit football nowadays, Sean. But that's the beauty of an I formation. If you have an I formation with a fullback, that's capable of catching the ball out of the backfield and, and a halfback who's, you know, a capable runner and capable of catching the ball out of the backfield. All of a sudden now, like wheel routes and the flat and all that stuff that like goes to waste nowadays is wide open to you, you know? Yeah. And who wants to tackle Tom Rathman 15 yards down the field? Yeah, right. You know? So like, I mean, like, 
the, the, the NFL is very circular, like fashion. And I feel like it may be coming back to the I formation a little bit and using like fullbacks, like to, like in the Tom Rathman kind of way again. Yeah. You know, because it's a weapon. I agree. You know, I just feel bad that, you know, he, uh, Ben's retiring. Then, I mean, I can, I can see it. Like, you know, you have this receiving core that's like, oh, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, your receiving corp is pretty good. You know what I mean? And then you throw in your tight ends and you're like, I mean, well, it's there. I mean, like, here's what you have to hope for. Okay, so Mason Rudolph is your starting quarterback next year. Oh, my God. You have to hope that that offensive line can develop a little bit more. And Najee Harris is now the man. He is the focal point of the offense. And then you're using your quarterback, like you're using the, the passing game as a supplement to the running game. And so you're running a lot of play action. You're running a lot of like boots where you're like rolling the, the, the tight end and every, like, you know, there, there, there are things you can do like, but you're going back to more fundamental football where right. your quarter, your quarterback doesn't have to be the focal point of the offense and throw it 50 times a game. Right. Right. But the other side of that is you better get yourself a second running back. Yeah, yeah. You can't run Najee Harris. You can't give Najee Harris like thirty-five touches a game. Yeah, can't, you can't do it. You're, you're gonna ruin him. Yeah, you've got to have a second running back. You got to start going with more of a stable. You know, you can make Najee your main. You know, he, he's a. He's our a guy. He's gonna get the majority of the touches. But you need that second guy you can put in there and let him do his thing. A third down back. Right. You know. It's shit like that that you've got to got to look at, but I mean that's that's what you're looking at next year, and you're hoping the defense yeah. can just hold gets it gets their shit together and can start holding teams like ten points again. Yeah, right. Defense is fucking horrible. I I I, I well, never thought I'd see the day. I mean, like we've been bad in the past. You know, we have. I'm, I'm I'll admit that. Right. But there's a pride to the defense here. You know what I mean? Like, even with the, you know, whole... The, the three Bs and the defense then, but... I mean, there is sort of a pride here. And, you know, when I'm at the game, and I'm watching the Vikings run a 25-yard run, I'm like... What the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Well, like, well, I mean, okay, like I'm not making this? I'm not making excuses, but I mean they are super thin on defense, particularly on the line. Right. You figure Stefan Two has been out all season. Tyson Alalalu has been out all season. The guys they're counting on, you know, outside of Cam Hayward to make plays are, are scrap heap guys. They they didn't they don't have any depth. They didn't have any depth going into right. the, the season. 
behind their starters and they're paying for it. The linebacking core has been decimated by either injury or COVID all season long. Right. You know, you know, you're talking about who who are your who are supposed to be your leading tackles tacklers. Well, it's your two middle linebackers. Right. You know, Devin Bush. Hopefully, he gets his shit together next season. I think it's a one one year problem because he's coming off the injury. Um, you know, you hope you find that that guy to play next to him because they haven't found it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, the the only place you're really secure is that outside linebacker. Highsmith looks very, very good. That yeah, yeah, they rolled the dice on him, and he seems to be paying off. And I mean, you know, TJ Watts, TJ Watt. You're right. You know, the secondary's shaky at best. Yeah. And it's just, nice. it's, it's like it's going to be an odd off season with a lot of holes that have to be filled. And I don't know how you fill them. You don't, you can't fill them all in the draft. What's going to be available via free agency? You know. Right. So. It is something that, that many Steeler fans have never, ever experienced. And it's a rebuild. Right. You know, there hasn't been a, a true rebuild since 1991. Right. You know. All during Cowers' tenure and all during Tomlin's tenure, it's always been like, eh, we had an off season. We'll be back next year. Lo and behold, we win the division and we go to the playoffs and win the AFC Championship game. You know, it, right. that's the sh- that's what the shit's been for thirty years. <laughs> that's been the expectation. Yeah. You know, this is the, this is the first time you're going to go into an off season, and in all honesty, like next year, I expect them to have a losing season. Right. Right. I don't, you know, I, I mean, unless they somehow pull miracles out of their asses, like, I just don't see how next year you is an improvement on this year. Right, right. You know, maybe Mason Rudolph wakes up and suddenly understands that, you know, he's a quarterback. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I can't even go there. So, one thing I want to discuss <laughs> before we uh, bid adieu. And I'm sure you've seen this because it has been all over the fucking place. Did you see this chick who got hospitalized from selling farts? No. You didn't? Oh, my God. No, I did not. Okay. So, I thought you were going to bring up Betty White. No, no. Even though we should, I mean, you know, how many episodes of Golden Girls did we watch while splitting popcorn at Grandma's house? But yeah, right. Um, Stephanie Matado. Okay. She apparently she was like she's somebody like you know, D-list famous. She was on like Ninety Day Fiance or some worse shit. Yeah. Um. But she had a side gig where she was selling her jarred farts. Jesus. Yeah. So apparently she she felt there was something wrong. 
She says, I could tell that something was not right that evening when I was lying in bed, and I could feel a pressure in my stomach moving upwards. It was quite hard. <laughs> it was quite hard to breathe, and every time I tried to breathe in, I'd feel a pinching sensation around my heart. It was made clear that I was experiencing experiencing wasn't a stroke or a heart attack but very intense gas pains i thought i was having a stroke and these were my final moments i was overdoing it so apparently to meet the high demand high demand of jarring farts she was eating a a regular diet of eggs and beans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and apparently, like, oh, you know, this led to this the intense gas pains that she was experiencing that could not find an exit. Um, but I, I so like. I, 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 look, I, I am not one to kink shame. I I am not one, you know, whatever. As long as you're not harming anyone or any creature, you know, whatever gets you going, gets you going. Mm. But, like, who the fuck is buying farts from a 90-day fiancé? I don't know. And how is this a high demand business? Like so high demand that you had to like change your dietary regimen to to meet the high demand. Right. right. Like I I cannot imagine. And what made her decide that this was a good idea? <laughs> right. Like honestly, like I mean <laughs> Like, it's that thing of, like, you know what? I need to make some money. Um, I need to cash in on my fame, what little I have of it. How, how can I do that? I know. I'll fart in a jar and sell it. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Ridiculous. And, like, I, I mean... Like my, my questions abound, like, okay, like, who's buying that? What are you doing? Like, are you literally, like, opening up the jar to catch it and trying to catch a whiff of that? <laughs> like, look, and I get it. Like, there is nothing worse. And I, I, and I, I just did this today, in fact. Like, as I was getting out of my car, I let one rip. <laughs> I went grocery shopping. I came back in, came back out. I opened the car door, and boy, dandy, did that hit me in the nose. So you know, <laughs> I know what can happen when you when you trap a, a you know little gas in a contained area for a, a period of time. Right. <laughs> but like, like, what's the shipping like on this? Like, there are so many questions, and like. Like, how, are you, like, are you cracking that bad boy open, like, right next to your nose so nothing gets past you? Like, oh, I, I, 
Oh, I, I just I can't imagine this. This this whole transaction has me baffled. <laughs> like, and how it's, is it's she strange. doing this? Like, is is this a two man job? Like, does she like have like an assistant who's like, she's like, okay, I got one brewing. Get down there, and like the assistant has to beat her like with the jar in the area to catch the yeah. bars and then seal it quickly, like. Like, oh, like I mean that. I mean, who wants that fucking job? You know, I mean, there's a <laughs> right. there's a lot going on here that like I'm just dumbfounded by this, this whole thing. <laughs> like the the entire operation from beginning to end. <laughs> I think it's very strange. Also, but I mean, people, hey, brother. Clearly. I mean, it was a lucrative business where she, like, decided, like, you know, hey, I need to eat nothing but eggs and beans. Like, you know, <laughs> I need to I need to get this witch's brew going 24-7. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. I can't even imagine. And I'm like, is that, like, and here's, like, the thing, like, okay, like, is this going into an actual jar? Like a glass jar, or are you like like going the Tupperware route? <laughs> you know, like a little bit of Tupperware sealing that thing in so that it's airtight, and then sending that off. Like I, I don't know. I... Nasty man. <laughs> Can you imagine like a delivery? Like, yeah, yeah. like. Oh, I can't believe it. My farts here. I can't wait. My jar of farts are here. Yeah. Like, and I, and how do you like this? Like, like, I I can't wait. I'm gonna go up in my bedroom. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some candles lit. I'm gonna you know, crack it open just right. You know. I paid a hundred bucks for this shit. Yeah. I, oh, I mean, it's like crazy. Yeah. Whatever, I can't even here's here's another question. Okay. Like, was the fart captured through clothing? Or was this a bare bottom fart? Like is is she naked so that you can catch the full essence and it's unfiltered? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, like I mean I, I have 101 yes. questions about this. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have like 101 questions about this. And just like, just, oh, wow. I think it's so strange. What's that? <clears throat> I just think it's so strange. I don't understand it. <laughs> No, neither do I. That's my like. That's why I have like all these questions. I think is like, because like, okay, like as as much as I don't get it, like I get like buying a woman's used panties. You know what I mean? Like I I can I can at least wrap my head somewhat around that. Okay. Is that because that makes sense? Like okay, you have a garment which you can you know it's right there. I get it. This, 
I mean, what if you bought a misfire? A misfire. Oh. <laughs> you know, what if it was just loud, but there was no, there was no, there was no essence to it. Like one of those type of deals. It was a good cheek clapper, but there was no smell. I, I. I'm getting vomitous. <laughs> what if one in the chamber was in there? Oh, <laughs> I can't get it. Get off. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe jackass in there. Where's a little, a little dripping in there? I can't. No. Yeah. So. So yeah, but that's a thing. And apparently, so for health reasons, she's just going to sell them as NTFs. Yeah. It's an unbelievable market. It is. Yeah. But people are making fucking money from it. (laughs) I know. I mean, like, like, I'm like, like sitting here thinking to myself, man, I am a fucking stooge. Like, you know. I'm working the right. hard eight hours. I could be making money. Like, you know, you you want some gas? I'll give you some fucking gas. <laughs> right. You know. How do I get in on this action? Pick your heat level, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Chinese tonight. You know what's coming. <laughs> I just had mom's potato salad. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. good for a week. <laughs> I ate sushi, mom's potato salad, and fire hot wings. You know what's coming. <laughs> Two hundred yeah. bucks a fucking mason jar. It's in the mail. <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Anyway. Yeah. So so that that's a thing out there, people. Um I'd like to hear from Superfan Thes who can tell me exactly how he experiences this. Because I know he's buying that shit. Oh, he's on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Up and down. If it's something absolutely of the degenerate nature, I can count on Thad to give me a report. <laughs> right. Oh well, that's it. That's all I got. All right. So. Anything yeah, you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good. All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. I guess that is an email. Um, that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very, very easy to find. We are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, We Be Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network, as I burp. I'm sorry. Okay. Just give them a Google search, and you can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. Uh, remember, we are going to be appearing at the Nerd Corner again on January 22nd. Uh, I'll be there around 4.30. We record sometime after 5 when Ian... Rolls his ass on in. <laughs> I know. He's a busy man. I understand. Yeah. And uh, la- 
even busier now. Exactly. The, the man is he has a life to live. He, this unlike me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and remember, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for that. It uh warms us the cockles of our heart, knowing that there are people out there who enjoy our hijinks and or shenanigans. I I and so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>